welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Episode nine, gentlemen. It is. So we're over the, the episode, the hump episode seven, we smashed through eight. Uh, welcome back, Marco, for nine. G'day, guys. Uh, we are without uh, the beautiful faces of Matt Hannum and Travis Hodo, so shout out, lads. Uh, Obviously uh, missing you, and uh, I would love your feedback once you get to hear what's going on. Yeah, not that we listen to our own podcast. <laughs> Only much. good feedback. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like different uh, today. We're recording it on a Thursday versus what we usually do on a Friday. A Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Morning. Uh, right after our, our lovely Bricky Club, which uh, I got some great value out of this morning. Guys, mm. I'm sure that no, was really good. Yeah. Um, so not not that I didn't think about bringing our hole this morning because <laughs> 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 I don't really give a fuck, but. Um, I didn't uh, get myself organised well enough, so I apologise. So the next best thing is uh, is one of these nitro brew coffees from yeah. um, from our friends at Pixel on uh, 226 Oxford Street, Leadable, just across the road from where we're at. Um, they're amazing coffees. I mean, I, I love a nitro brew, but only because it's different uh, and it's a massive pickup. Just yeah. don't do it before you go for a float. I was going to say, I remember you swinging by a float and go, hey, you want to go for a coffee? And I've got the, <laughs> um, the nitro <laughs> brew before a float. How was that float? That float, I reckon the, 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 the only thing I could liken it to was an ant on a puddle of water. Have you ever seen an ant try to start a puddle of water? <laughs> I reckon that's what I would have looked like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scurrying around and yeah, it was, uh, it was a hectic flight. It's like I'd never have a coffee before meditation in the morning. Yeah. But because your your mind, your your body. It's a stimulator, yeah, right? Yeah, stim- yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so um, gentlemen, cheers. Cheers. I like it. In our plastic cups. In our plastic clink, cups. Clink. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Gonna be after this. The podcast could get interesting as we do, <laughs> as, as, as we devour the coffee. We're on the nos, we're on the <laughs> nos, <laughs> the nos of coffees. All right, so we're gonna open up with um with a with a, a question position challenge. Yeah, position. Oh hey, let's just shout who's here. Oh right? yeah, Michael, Mom? Michael from Meta Creative here. Uh, Justin Bank Canvas. Marco from Shell. <laughs> That's a really weird introduction to yeah, make. I wasn't sure. What you, I don't know. I just went down that way. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm Conrad from wherever I want to be at any given point of time in my life. <laughs> All right, let's just open up with Michael. <laughs> okay, I have been listening to, actually over the last probably year or so, listening to a lot of a guy by the name of Jordan B. Peterson, who is a Canadian uh, academic, I suppose, from the University of Toronto, I think it is who is a very, very interesting character. And a lot of the stuff he talks about has religious undertones. Um, but I listened recently to a, a podcast with one of our... Clinical psychologists. Clinical psychologists, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he came into notoriety last year when he took a stance against a Cana- the Canadian government putting in a law about the same uh, gender um, pronouns and stuff like that. You know, transgender must be called this, X, Z, all these different pronouns. That, and he took a stance on that from a freedom of speech point of view and kind of went viral on YouTube. And is, um, he's now got a huge following of, um, of people. And he's sort of anti... He's kind of anti... Um, sort of social justice warrior types and you know there's a lot of um, people in universities in Canada and groups anarch, sort of anarchy rising and he's very against that and just wants people from an individual point of view take some responsibility for themselves. Interesting character so check him out Jordan B. Peterson but the part of the what I want to talk about today is I listened to him on the Jocko Willink podcast 
the other day, and I think it was from the end of last year. And the big conversation in it was our, our capacity to be evil. Like, we all have evil in us. And, you know, there's, there's never a time, there's, ne there's no humans on Earth, really, that are, are purely good. It's not, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, we've talked about the yin-yang, the balance. So, and the difference between a serial killer and us, or psychopath. a psychopath and us, is that the, the values and the that your conscientiousness in, in every situation and how you sort, sort of address that. Um, but I also wanted to, I spoke to Conrad at the beginning of the week, and I talked to him about an experiment, or we talked about the Milgram experiment, if anybody wants to look that up. And this was an experiment, uh, I think, from the early 60s um, at a university where they, pretty much the experiment was on obedience to authority. Um, and Stanley Milgram set this up to, what he set up was a, a machine that had, um, was giving people electric yeah. currents. Um, Crazy experiment. So he brought normal day-to-day -day men uh, in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on the other side of the, the sort of panel, which they couldn't see, were people seemingly hooked up to this machine. Yeah. Um, and they were asked questions. And you had a, an authoritative figure standing beside the person telling them to ask questions and telling them to sort of... And this was all contrived, right? I mean, All contrived. Yeah. Nothing was actually happening to the people on the other side. But um, so participants, participants were led to believe that they were assisting an unrelated experiment in which they had to administer electric shocks to a learner. And these fake electric shocks gradually increased to levels that would have been actually fatal down the track. And what the actual main idea behind this was the the Nazi, the Holocaust. How how was it possible to get to that level of atrocity? Um, and it was, a lot of it was because um, he, he studied he has studied on mass those types of situations, right? Auschwitz, the genocides, and yeah, all that. He's, yeah. And he was wondering how the population can be turned into a into such evil, and that's where I'm bringing the evil side into it, how, how normal, normal people can become or go down that rabbit hole of becoming evil. And this experiment was, I think, in the end, of it, in the end about 70% of the, the men that were brought in to, to run this experiment got to a stage where they were administering fatal electric shocks to the people on the other side. They heard screams, you know, as they went up the, the scale of, of volts. So they'd ask a question. If they got it wrong, they had to give them a, an electric joke. Um, but the authority figure beside them in a lab coat with a, <laughs> with a notepad sort of looking over them was the one sort of pushing them, telling them, no, 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 you must you know, do it, do it, do it. And 70% of the people that, that did it went to a stage that would have probably killed, killed, yeah. killed somebody on the other end. And the people on the other side would actually go quiet at, these, at that time. But people still did it because this person of authority was telling them what to do. So I suppose, I don't know, the question for today is coming to terms, I suppose, our capacity to be evil. And we do it on micro levels all, all day, I think, you know, but we control it. You know, we get angry with somebody, we get pissed off, we maybe think something that we shouldn't think about, but we control that and bring it back and are self-aware enough to, to sort of control that part of it. But um, I don't know if, and I suppose it's quite an open question. Do you guys ever think about that, your capacity to actually be your evil side. We all have a dark side, and Harry Potter actually is a really interesting character. Um, and Jordan P. Peterson talks about this. Harry Potter being the—he, I mean, he is half dark. He is yeah. half evil, um, but he can control that. But he can actually use it to his advantage as well. 
he, he maybe takes risks and does things that maybe uh, somebody that was being fully conscientious and good and thoughtful wouldn't do. But I, I so think it allows him to <clears throat> actually control and actually be the hero in the end. But that element but just, of evil. If, if we do exist in a state of 50-50, let's, let's assume that, right? Yep. Dark, white, light, dark, whatever. Yep. Um, to, to get more out of life, you have to be able to control that dark side. Of course. Which is yeah. what I've learned and read and listened to in a series of podcasts, including the, the latest stuff I'm, I'm listening to by Tim Grover, who talks about the dark side a lot. Um, because I don't believe you can get further than your opponent or you're further than your competitor if you're not going to be able to, to embrace that. That, yeah. that part of you yeah. Yeah. Um, and use it to the extreme. I know even the Aussie, Aussie slang, you know, that mongrel in you, you know, that, that, yeah. bit, that bit of you that, yeah. can, that can make a situation turn to your favour and with your values work yeah. correctly, but it is there. Because and it's an internalisation, right? It's, well, it, I, don't, I don't know how, whether it's fully relevant. I can't say I ever look to things as evil, but the dark and light is in some way an interesting way to put it. But I've just come off reading Dalio, as I talked about last week, and um, he went out on an investigation to talk to all these kind of successful kind of people, people who were um, very philopantric. Philanthropic. 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 Yeah. Tantric. Philanthropic. That's a good word. It is. Add it to the vocabulary. And he studied all these people and got, and he was doing this stuff of uh, assessment of Myers Briggs and, um, you know, we talked about Enneagram and other things like that, right? And a lot of these highly successful people, even though they were running charities and doing amazing things for the globe, rated extremely low on concern for others, as in they didn't care, you know, individually, like they cared at mass, but they didn't care about hurting people's feelings per se, because the, their, their ambition or thrive for the mission of the greater good, they couldn't care less about certain individuals. Now, I don't know whether that's kind of oh, definitely. It's taking completely, on yeah. the dark, but yep. all of these people who from the outside look like they're super caring for these great causes, Rated the overriding they, values are they caring, rated extremely low on having concerns for individuals in sorry, these kind of tests. Sorry, are you saying that they rated themselves as extremely low, or they were rated as extremely? Well, they were through Dalio's kind of analysis, and okay. I guess the tests that they did. Maybe, I assume it's a combination of both. We might have to confirm. Be like personality that. tests yeah, and stuff like it, that. And it's through personality tests. Um, it was just it was super interesting to me, like. Steve Jobs is known to be an asshole, yeah. um, but has done great things for you know technology and things as well. But has been known to be a complete like dick. Yeah. Um, and there's a few others where he he referenced as well, where you know they don't really they're not super nice people, not overly like nice, mm. but they've achieved amazing great successes and things. So yeah. I don't I don't ever look to things as I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm struggling with the the I think the connotations that come with the word evil because me too. Like my, but I would acknowledge that as a kind of biblical, I suppose, religious yeah. Yeah. way, our Anglo kind yeah. of Jude, Judeo sort of society uses from the Old Testament and all that good and yeah. evil as the kind of basic sort of building block of the human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my reaction is to my immediate reaction is to say, well, no, I don't. In that case, so you I don't have think about evil. But in the context that 
Justin's just put it in about um, being when you want to achieve when you're clear on what you want to achieve and more importantly and I'll, this will relate to my topic when you're clear on why you want to achieve what you want to achieve no your story doesn't relate to your topic <laughs> um, when you're clear on why you understand the compromises that you make yep. and you embrace those because yep. when, when you believe in the why and, and you accept that not everyone's going to agree with that or that you're going to have to piss people off because you can't please everyone so if your question um, relates to being conscious of accepting that and knowing that you're not going to be able to please everyone and that you then you then label that as evil then i can start sort of seeing that more in my day to day or at least pushing myself to try and um so i'm probably looking at it more from a you know just like from day-to-day activities so you're doing something and you have a, a sort of bad thought about I mean, and everybody I mean you'd be lying if you said you never have a bad thought about yeah. something be it like hurting somebody and these are like could be flashes of thoughts yeah. but you control them and the way you're you're built from your values and the way yeah. you've been brought up that doesn't become a big issue mm-hmm. it, but it happens mm-hmm. and that's where people like you know the guys that the Columbine killers and stuff like that they've gone down a lengthy spiral of um, just sort of blame and you know and it just becomes a self-perpetuating sort of cycle of of going down 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 Mm -hmm. until he gets to the stage where he walks into a a high school and and shoots Mm -hmm. up everybody like Mm -hmm. kills kills people just to make a statement on Mm -hmm. his his state of mind pretty much Mm -hmm. um so i'm just saying you know we i suppose i'm saying normal people um have, a, have control over that but we all have it in us mm. it is in us as human beings yeah. you know, we've got 350 million years of, of evolution as as um, animals we're, we are animalistic you know like we yeah. look, we, and, and things like, like looking at a lion eating an antelope mm-hmm. we look at that and go oh that's horrific that's terrible but in a way, it's actually beautiful. But that's the, the hard, so the reality of life is that it's violent. <clears throat> it's, yeah, I mean, that, that makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> then you come back yeah. to, then, I mean, then it circles back to perspective. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so one, one person's view of something would be evil and another person's view would be necessity. Yeah. I, think, well, I think a lot of people are overly sheltered yeah. uh, and in a bubble where they don't maybe come to terms with the, the, the fact that and we talk about suffering. We've talked about suffering yeah, before. Yeah. That there is a, a bad side to life, and it's never like living in a sort of fairyland of unicorns and, and sort of rainbows. Yeah, is just you're just telling yourself a lie, pretty much. Yeah. So coming face to face with evil in every, and I suppose evil is. And now again, it comes down to the English language, doesn't it? How we've been perceived to mm. to be evil or, or as well, a word. Well, it also comes back to to tie back into that. I think it is the ability of us as humans to buy into other people's missions and other things through whatever that is and do things that are not congruent with you just because someone above and you And how easy it is to, to fall into that. And, how like. and I think, I mean, that's shown on the masses now where I, I genuinely really agree with the statement Gary made in that, you know, a lot of people um, are worried about stuff that are happening in the world right now, yet this is the most peaceful time in human history ever over the last, like... Yep. 10,000 years or whatever is of our existence and yet we're still concerned about evil and terrorists and yet 
more people die from those things. So more people die from general day-to-day activities and other things yep. than terrorism and pure acts of evil, yeah. right? And you know, Paul, he, I, he I, talks about though the net score of humans is positive. The yep. net score of the eight billions of us, because we could and maybe on it's that, that fifty-one. He says on a day-to-day basis we could do so much harm to each other if we really wanted to, but we don't. Yep. Just you just touched on mortality, right? Briefly. I came up with, a, I got given a number yesterday. Do you know what the uh, the biggest killer of humans in Australia is? Skin cancer? 82% is the number. Age, this is, this oh. thing's responsible for 82% of death of yeah. Australians. Yep. Old age? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Is it old age? Cancer. That's a good guess. Gravity. <laughs> People falling. It's a true story. People falling. Okay. Crazy. True story. What's the? Do you, do you have any more like death into, into, the, into, the, into that? I'm just like, okay. just like this brain's ticking away. I don't need the breakdown of demographics inside of that. So I got the I got the number yesterday, and I'm I am getting some data on it. But yeah, gravity is the is the number one killer of Australians. Bloody Einstein. Well, it's humbling, then I guess. It's just like. Fumbling, stumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Anyway, it, yeah, I mean it's perspective too, right? Um, which I think you were alluding to, Marco. Mm-hmm. It's um, can all be perspective, um, but yeah, whether you listen to too much nighttime news, yeah, definitely, and the other stuff, you, you can easily the other stuff be influenced. Uh, I'm just right? saying, I don't think you can be completely blinkered to the fact that. Evil is among us and in us. Well, again, I, I think I, I I struggle with the term evil. Yeah. Um, Me too. You know, I think so. I get the context that you're in and, and the extreme, the extreme where you, your subject matter is. But I'm I'm probably more comfortable, and I, and I hate to say that, but I'm probably more comfortable in understanding the light and dark within humans. But you're a religious guy, yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Good and evil is like Cain and Abel is like. Get it? Oh, yeah. But I don't. Uh, I think metaphorically, it was just showing you the the two halves of a whole. Mm. I think because that's how I understand it to be. Yeah. Um, so you know, and so I think more so com- good, the commonality, good, good and evil. Yeah. That's just the same black as and white, white and dark, yeah. black and white, yin yeah. and yang. It's just evil it's is contextually the con- what what where you split. Because what's yep. the opposite to good? Bad. That, yeah, bad. But evil is like another level than that. Yeah, right? I guess <laughs> I guess an level. interesting reflection is how negative, like. Um, yeah, negatively we've reacted through that word yeah, yeah. and in a way shows a lack of self-awareness because everyone does have evil within them except I feel like I don't right now but only based on observing my reaction to your question so I've pulled you know, legs off grasshoppers before to see what happens to them and wings of flies you know I've done that that's evil right in the context yeah. of what you're saying yeah. it's true yeah and so uh, it's just a, like I'm at the moment big on self-awareness uh, in my in my journaling so hey, I'm going to be exploring that for sure. Yep. Like, what do I do with it? And I think what, Justin, I think you said at the beginning about the ability to have that bad side, that evil side, to actually progress in life. You have it, Being able to harness that dark side to actually I'm, I'm be more good, in, I suppose, down like the track. Similar to what you're saying, I'm more interested in... Me, Marco. The re- <laughs> Marco, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Santiago, Marco, <laughs> uh, whatever else we've called you. Um, 
the reflectiveness of it. So we're, you know, from a self-sabotage perspective. I don't think reflect, you, you think it's just reflecting it, it allows you to make a decision to, but like firing somebody, there's, there's an evil part of that, isn't there? Or, or Is like, there? I think so. Well, there's something you have to use within yourself to, to, to do that. A lot of people- well, I think you're circling back to perspective. Yeah. yeah, on that, right? But I, but I think when we, when I'm talking about reflection, you're talking about journaling, which is reflective. Yeah. Um, how that would serve me if I was to use that tool would be where have I, you know, gone into negative spaces that have allowed me not to fully appreciate or fully receive um, or fully see the picture that I've I've been looking at. Yeah, I I would kind of agree with that because there are moments where and I'm sure you've had this like um, Conrad in coaching where you would have said something that was just pure outright asshole. Yeah. And and in that moment, you know, that could have been viewed as a as an evil, evil. act yeah. or a bad act. It was maybe inappropriate, but yeah. at the opposite sense, and this maybe comes back to perspective, which is maybe a topic for perspective on that. That's probably what was needed in the moment to cut through that other individual's self-talk BS, and other yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. BS. So, um, you know, maybe you can harness the dark. Maybe it's a combination of both. With perspective, you can harness the dark for light, um, and you, that we you all can have harness it. The dark. Yes, I think that's what that's what Michael was kind of alluding to. You've got to be aware of it, and you can't you can't harness something you're not aware of. So to define and find where that sits with you, where that line sits, where that. You know, well, I think what, what, yeah, with you. I suppose admitting to yourself that there is bad in you, yeah, and the ability and the the potential to be to be bad. Yeah, cool, great topic. But yeah, have a look at Jordan B. Peterson. You guys as well. Have a look at some of his YouTube lectures. He does. Did he really recently have a podcast with Jocko? Yeah, I think Willink. November. Yeah, last Jocko's year, I think. Willink is another one who's off Jocko, the chain. Jocko opens up that podcast with a story about um, the rape of this girl th- from uh, just horrendous sort of. It sounds Still evil. Me. Yeah, yeah. Marco, let's go, bro. All right. Jeez, let's. I'm, I'm really interested. When yeah. You, you were on, on topics. <laughs> I'm thinking, where is this going to go? Okay, so I'll um, provide context on why I went down this route. Um, so over the past week, the girl that I've been dating essentially decided that she was no longer interested, and that was earlier than um, I expected to happen. We were going to have to go our ways anyway, but it was just earlier than that. Um, and, I, and the reason I say that from that kind, from that perspective is because it's important for me to accept that that's what's happened, the reality. It's not from a victim mindset. It's just it, that's, that's how I need to put it so that I deal with it. Um, so it was a blow to the ego. Uh, and what was really surprising to me um, going through it was how much um, motivation I lost for absolutely everything through that process. Even though I knew, I knew what, you know, it was coming, um, how, like, how little I was focusing on anything to fulfill my needs as a result of that. So what it made me do was audit why I do what I do. Um, and a quite, a, quite a few interesting insights came out of it. And yeah, I did hear that you guys spoke about this last week. Two weeks ago. And you, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. And um, when I wasn't here, I think you got grilled in particular, Michael. I can't even remember it, to be honest. It was, it was just a blur. Absolutely. Blacked out. I wasn't I can't use a term I was just going to use because 
we would but and we're not mentioning this ever again on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a running theme now is it so, that was episode 7 I think that was no I can't remember yeah I think so um, and so I I really struggle with answering why you know when I first sat down with Conrad to have some discussions you know just the general mentor discussions that we have on a I don't know weekly fortnightly basis um, Conrad was like well figure out your why and I've re- always really struggled with that. I always come back to it, but I've never crystallised it. And I say all this knowing full well that it changes and we're not going to go down that, that path of, yeah, it changes and it depends on your context, blah, blah, So it led me to a uh, really, really, I think it's the sixth most popular TED Talk of all time, which is Tony Robbins' Oh, why we do what we oh, do. That is a shifter. Yeah, that is big. That is a fucking yeah, so shifter. I've had a big morning going through that. <laughs> that is you a watched shifter. that this morning. I watched that this morning. That is the single yeah. biggest reason why I started listening to Tony Robbins, believe it or not. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I can definitely believe that. And I remember listening to this when I started all of the other stuff that I've been changing, you know, working Fuck. on myself about and revisiting it today. Do you hear me views it's had so far? Uh, 21 million. <laughs> Phenomenal. So, uh, Phenomenal yeah. fucking tech talk. Is that the one where he picks out that guy in the crowd? The... That guy happens to be... No, 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 no. He yeah. doesn't pick anyone. So no, he... Al, Al Gore Al is Gore's in there. there. Yeah. 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 He yeah. talks so directly to him yeah. about... So I'll, I'll give a little bit of context around um, why I think this, this talk is a great... Uh, catalyst into starting to understand your why better and then I'll, I'll pose uh, I'll, I'll give what Tony talks about and we can discuss how we each feel about um, but before each you of the go, can I just say something sure for you for you to go down this path today you know not even a week after this has happened to you yeah is an amount is a, is, a, is a huge amount of personal processing that's gone on Oh, huge over the last week. I agree with that, and I'll give myself credit for that. And that's what I was obviously going to be interested to where you went, right? Um, So shout out to you to to be able to talk about this. (laughs) Thank you. uh, In this forum, because I guess you feel safe enough and comfortable enough with the work you've done on yourself. Yeah, and and it's been a big challenge. I'm pretty proud of the way that uh, I've handled certain aspects of this. But um, the, the thing that I'm most proud of is that, like, I instantly switched to, well, you know, what you know? What am I responsible for, and what does it teach me? Straight into student mode. Yeah, straight into it. So, it. having having that um, has just been validation of what we're working on, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's like it could seem like all airy fairy stuff, but they they're great tools to cope. It puts you straight into the hu- humility space, yeah. right? To yeah. receive. For sure. So, the the reason that this this chat is cool is because. Tony doesn't go about giving you a, a process of coming up with a one sentence for your why. He actually just more focuses on if you understand your emotional state and what f- and and where you are in that space, you're going to be able to perform and achieve and deliver and feel fulfilled and work towards your why. So it's a roundabout way of getting to your why. But it's understanding the, emo- the the needs that you have. What does each of the things that you do? What needs on each of these different levels that he talk about? That he talks about. What needs do they fulfil? Do you understand those? Do you have them clear? And then um, by auditing that, you get you then get better at understanding why it is you're doing certain things you're doing. 
So I, don't, I feel like maybe that wasn't the clearest explanation. Um, what did you guys think? Is that all right? Sure. Or you're a little lost there? Okay, cool. Um, so there are six human needs that Tony talks about. The first one is certainty. The second one is variety. The third one is significance. Fourth is connection. And those are the base human needs. And then he's got two that he calls the needs of the spirit, which are growth and contribution beyond oneself. Um, and he argues that understanding these will help you understand your emotional state that will control your energy and ability to continue getting after things that you want to get after. Now, why is this relevant to me? Because in reflecting upon why I do what I do, um, I realized that without me, without me knowing, I started to draw a lot of my motivation from an external source. And when that external source was removed, I fell flat. And it's because I wasn't, I wasn't doing things for me, essentially, right? I was doing things for someone else. And even though the sixth need is contribution beyond someone's self, you need to fill yourself up first, look after yourself first, and then you're in a place to deliver for everyone else, right? Put the mask on yourself. Yep. And they, they tell you the plans. So what, what is it you were giving then? You're saying you were giving a lot out or no, putting no, a lot oh, of sorry, energy no, into... No, 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 sorry. I'll just jump in straight away. I wasn't saying that I was giving a lot out. I was just saying that my motivation was external. Um, whereas for the last 12 months, it's been very internal. Yep, yep. And without me realising, it switched to external. So it was like a bright focus over here that you yep, were... Yep, and then yep. that exposed me, and now I've fallen flat. Yep. And now it's about, well, audit why it is that you actually were doing things you're doing and refocus back on those. Yep. So the question that I have for it, given all of that length of context, <laughs> is... What are, the, what are either things that are, you're focusing on at the moment? Have a quick think about which of these human needs do they fulfill? And then when you're, when you're real with yourself about the needs that they fulfill, how do you feel about what you're doing? And then does that give you any insight into why you're doing it, right? So you might pick a difficult relationship you're having at the moment, a business issue that you might be going through, um, why are you choosing to act a certain way? And then if you look at that why, what needs are those actions fulfilling? So just go through the six needs again. So the six briefly. needs are certainty, yep. variety, significance, connection, growth, and contribution beyond oneself. But the first four are kind of core needs. Yeah. First four are core needs. Yeah. I don't write these down. Yeah. And then the last two are needs of the spirit. So that realisation you had about externalising, externalising your motivation, mm -hmm. I had with my, with my dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so great lesson to learn at your age. I learned it some years later. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was posed, when I posed myself with that question as to who should you make happy, who should you be motivating and, and, uh, and managing, it's, it was always me. Yeah, yep. it was always me. But up until that point in time, um, I was trying to fulfil the dreams and the and to, and to make my dad primarily proud, 
and validate the sacrifices he'd had made. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's always interesting to see where your motivation's coming from. Um, and in, it, it, it's, it's, if it's gonna be sustainable, it has to come instinctively out of you. Yeah. It has to be. One from the last year or so, and I suppose it covers significance and contribution. Um, Marco got me onto Orange Sky, who are a yeah, I'm what you guys are doing there, by who, the way. Who are a charity that do washing yeah. washing for the for the homeless and, and the needy at, at various locations around Perth. And it's something I've always been wanting to do is give back a little bit. I mean I run my own business so I have a little bit of freedom in regards to the time that I can give up during the week. So I've been doing that now for eight months or so. And I've been also doing a um, mentoring with underprivileged children in like Balga, yep. sort of the northern northern suburbs areas, which has been really fulfilling as well. But I kind of look at that, and this is a um, you know talking about contribution. Am I? I'm kind of doing it for myself as well. It makes me feel good, but is also helping at the same time. So you know, looking after myself is then having an effect on other people. So, but there's an order to life, right? I, I, I say this a lot. You know, every successful recipe has an order of ingredients. And if you fuck up the order of ingredients, the recipe isn't necessarily going to end up the same way generally, yeah? Um, and, and I think life is a big recipe. Okay. Yeah. So is that in regards to what I'm... Yeah, so, so there's, no, there's nothing wrong with you taking fulfilment out. But oh, you, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. does it come first? Do you do it because it fulfills you or do it because it helps somebody else? I, I mean, I don't know, right? I, it's, uh, from a percentage point of view, I think yeah. it's like maybe 70% helping yeah. and maybe 30% fulfilled because you need to feel fulfilled in what you do because yeah? otherwise you're not going to be given the best exactly yeah. so I think yeah. attention is an interesting piece yeah but that's been a big change over the last year and that's been it's really it's a really powerful thing to be able to give back yeah 100%. I mean that's probably one of the most powerful things a human can do or should, should be doing well Tony Robbins adds on to this his two other things which he talks about recently which is um, science of achievement and art of fulfillment yeah and a lot of these things would fall into that art of fulfillment What's interesting when I look through these, which I haven't really done, and this is cool because I'm going through a bit of a, I guess, self-auditing process at the moment. Um, and I guess running a business ticks most of these it things. Does, it? Um, it creates it's variety, significance, um, connection with people, growth, contribution. The thing is I probably haven't acknowledged it enough in that context. The one that I is interesting is certainty for me, though, because I don't, yeah, I don't, a business in some aspects is it's never uncertain. certain. <laughs> but you're certain with your um, actions, right? But I guess it's certain with the actions and the, the disciplines. In terms of, yeah, always challenging why I do what I do. Um, and it ebbs and flows a lot as well, I think, motivations. Um, things get tough. And... The certainty is really an interesting one, uh, particularly we're going through an experience with um, my wife and I, we're doing a big move and she's very uncertain about everything and that's um, really, you know, posing a lot of questions because mm -hmm. there's such big unknowns. Um, and I'm sure you've probably gone through a bit of uncertainty in the last week. Mm -hmm. That's, would that be the core root? Is that what you've identified as one of the core? Is that um, uncertainty or no? Or is no, uncertainty the biggest, on the why? No, the, the, the biggest thing that I got was um, wanting to evaluate um, what needs am I fulfilling for myself yep. in, in the things that I'm doing. 
Um, so I just had this big realization that unbeknownst to me, uh, it had all shifted to being external motivators. And so you were almost trying to, um, for someone else, tick their bo- these boxes. They were just, off they were just the motivation, right? Yeah. They were the inspiration, the motivation. Yeah. Um, I was excited to do a lot of the stuff that I was doing because, um, because of her, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a huge wake-up call that I hadn't had the self-awareness to realise that, that was happening. And yeah. I had exposed myself. So in a roundabout way, I think what I was trying to get to here was, has anyone taken the time to understand why they're doing big things yeah. in their life yeah. and are you exposed yeah yeah right yeah. and i like because if you are exposed figure out how to fix it so that you're doing it for yourself yeah right um i think that yeah, everything's gonna be done through you right yeah everything's got to be through you and you're your, you're your filter and you're, and you're your process yeah and if you're talking at someone or you're not going through you then why are you doing it? Yeah. Why do you exist in this body, in this shape and experience? Yeah. For what reason? Well, I guess we've talked about that, I think, on the podcast before, which is, you know, motivation around money. Yeah. Um, and or the disconnect where people are saying, oh, I'm doing it for this or that, when they're actually doing it for some other reason, right? Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm doing... So it's kind of like helping and contributing to... Um, you know, those causes like Orange Sky and mentoring kids and saying, oh, I'm doing it because I'm a, you know, want to look like a good person and not admitting that you're doing it because it does actually fulfill you and yeah, it's selfish. Yeah, yeah. It's a selfish it is a, act. It's a selfish act. <laughs> it's to one a degree, of the first yeah. things I always say about yeah. when I tell people I do Orange Sky. I was like, I do it first and foremost for myself because I do yeah. it because I want perspective. Yeah, because there's yeah, a lot of individuals yeah. out there who are like, yeah, we want to do all these great things, but then the yeah. underlying reason is. They actually just want to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but but the, the, things, these right? human needs, and, and I've always brought it back to Maslow, right, which is the, the, the original that I'm comfortable going to, and I'm not saying I'm not comfortable no, going no, where no. Tony is, but Maslow adds the area of self-actualization to that, mm-hmm. um, which is giving you the power to create. Um, and that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a personal goal scenario. Um, so, and then the, the extension to that is... There's a bloke by the name of Yogananda who is a, is a um, yoga guru that brought yoga to America at the same time that yoga was, was, uh, was taking off in, the, in India. And Yogananda had the top of his pinnacle as self-realisation. No, sorry? Yes. So we had self-actualisation, self-realisation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's always talking about the embodiment and the power that exists within. Mm-hmm. And that's what it all points to. When you tick these boxes and these foundations, then the connection emanates to a point where you can become the best version of you possible. And it's it's isn't it, it's part of that process and journey, right? Which you come back to of understanding the intrinsic. Um, they talk about as well, like once you hit a certain threshold for pay, um, the money doesn't become money doesn't yeah. like I mean, not, not a motivating factor. No, and and in, in the majority, it's around, around sixty five thousand dollars for West, the Western world culture. 65,000, which is the average wage. 70,000. Yeah, money doesn't become any influencing factor in motivating. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to find it intrinsically. Um, You know, but I think as well, you know, some people say, oh, you're so lucky, you know what you want to do. And it's like, but it's not true because it's always kind of, you are always questioning it Mm -hmm. and challenging it. And I think it changes from time to time too. And I still struggle to bring it back to a deeper maybe a deeper why, which is, was it the five, le- five levels or three levels of why? 
Uh, we, I think we took it to five, but three is still <laughs> tough yeah. enough. Yeah. You ask, you what, ask can why anybody to def- a question three times. Yeah. And if you can give a good answer by the third, then yeah. you understand it. And so where are you at now? Where am I now is... Uh, I mean, it's pretty raw still, right? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a, this morning um, going through the content that I was going through. Um, just rehashing on stuff like... Uh, decision is power right so i had like i'm empowered either by my actions or how i feel about things right so just refreshing on that was really strengthening and um you know we were already chatting at breakfast with uh, justin and um and andrew about you know what are the next steps that i get in terms of pursuing the new path that i want to go down um so i'm getting back into that headspace and finding my motivation again um, I just wanted to share that I had left myself really exposed without knowing um, and take, like, encourage you to take the time to understand if you're exposed. If you're not, then great, but ask the questions. The, the, the other interesting piece, which I don't think I got to you, and I'll briefly go through this real quick for the, for the safety of time, um, I was um, challenged to learn about relationships by a priest when I went through my last breakdown, uh, break up, and he asked permission to talk to me about what he sees or as, as what makes a great relationship. Um, and this is talk about where we lead power, right? So when two human beings get together, we they, they effectively call that a relationship, you know, man, woman, 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 man, man, whatever the case might well be. Um, but the, two, the, the, the union of two, two people create a third entity. Okay, that third entity is the relationship. Now, he contextually put that as a garden, whether it's a flower garden or fruit and vegetable garden. He said, two people are tending a garden because that's what the relationship is. And from any given point of time, they may equally share the duties of that, of that, that garden. Okay, they might water it, clip it, but they both bear the fruit from it. Okay, and then any point in time, someone might do more than the other given what needs to be done. Okay, and that's contextually okay. But it's when that person is doing more and the other person is doing less, but still wants to benefit from, and we start to want to take from the people, that's when your relationship's broken. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys feel about your relationships hearing that, I guess? Or <laughs> 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 different, um, different digress. I think, um, look, it's. I because that's what, that's what I took from you, right? It became more about each other as opposed to what you both beautifully created. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's true as well, and I think it's important. It's a little um, digress, but I guess when you're in a relationship, each individual, it comes back to this, right? Each individual's got to understand they're both their intrinsic motivators and why they do what they do and what they want to do. And the other person's there to support you. Correct. Um, because if... Um, the one or the other individual why is too reliant on the other mm-hmm. it'll become in the long it's not sustainable in the long run mm-hmm. um, and I believe as well that you know you each individual is their own individual and then in another diagram is kind of like two circles overlap and in, which is the same I guess analogy kind of like a you know um, what's it called 
Um, don't know. Two circles overlap in the middle. Oh, Venn diagram. Venn diagram. That's the one. Yeah, Venn diagram. In the middle is the relationship. So it's not one on top of the other, not two circles on top of the other, or one or the other, or in that case, like one person servicing There's an overlap. The, yeah. the garden, right? Um, and I think it's always understanding your your deeper wires, I guess. Um, and communicating it as and well. And communicating and understanding each other's. Um, but again, first thing you said, you've got to satisfy yourself yeah. first. It's like you've got to love yourself, man. You've yeah. got to tend to you first. You've got to yeah, tend to you, do, you do, do. first okay. before... You've got no right telling another human being you love them if you can't tell yourself you love yourself. Yeah. yeah. No right. And I think it, yeah. once you start there, um, which part of that process is understanding your why, right? Yeah. On all Yeah, elements. who you are, what, what yeah. you're on the planet for and why you exist. Um, what can you love if it's, if it's not that? So, yeah, it's... Um, Super tricky one. Yeah, and I'm grateful mm. for the reality check, you know, because oh, it man. just made me go, you know, yes, I've learned a lot in the last year, and holy shit, I know fuck all. Yeah. You know? Well, because I'm challenged, like, you know, if you're anyone who's run a business, you start it with all the right intentions, and then certain things happen, and then you're challenging yourself, is this really what I want to do? And then you have to come back, because it's fucking shit. Mm. Um, the stuff you have to go through <laughs> yeah. is shit. Um, and then you, you build one level up, you're like, Oh, I want that thing, you know. Oh, I want to scale a big company, and then these other problems, and then you have to keep challenging. Like I've been tested. I'm going through right now a thing of like, you know, why? You know, what's what's the point? Um, you know, because in the long game, what does that look like? And that come because you have to have a super strong why and passion to get through the dog turd and the bullshit. Yeah, you can't pull. Your, yeah, it's that you have to have a compelling vision when you're getting pulled through the mud of the deepest valley. Yeah. And my, through that and, and you can't do that without a strong why and just rehashing that why has to be internal it has to be it internal. has it has to be internal the instant yeah. you pick up that it's first and foremost external yep you're exposed well it's not fulfillment that, and that's you know what guys if, if anyone that's listening to this now or in the future seriously that is the biggest piece of gold i've come across in my life mm-hmm so connecting it through, Marco, with the why, so you've mm-hmm. gone through this and self-reflection. I'm, I'm and going through it, right? Yeah, go- so, like, it's very, very early. Yeah. yeah. So where is the why coming into it, and have you got any definition of what that why is? Or I'm trying to connect the why to what you're going through and yourself, your, your little self-discovery yeah. just now, and where that why... Are you, is that still what you're yeah. trying to find or have you defined it or has it yeah, given you no, more clarity? Defining. Yeah, defining, yeah. Um, now, still, like I acknowledged at the start of it was I really struggle with giving a answer to why I do what I do. But um, what, what I'm going back to is going back to doing it for myself. First and foremost. Good. So that's where I'm starting. Doing right? it. Like, like what defi- So every day, yep. getting up and so meditating and journaling, yep. just, just doing me. Yep. Right? Um, not training because, like, I'll be able to ride better with, with the person that I was, you know, dating, right? Or not, um, yeah, like even the videography stuff, right? I was doing because I was, she, you know, she was really, really encouraging and supporting of that. And I got excited and I thought that's kind of what she was. You let that control go yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. good to get that. It's good to get that and then that's have it taken a... away and be like, yeah. no, go back to doing it yeah. for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, 
And I recognise that the topic, there wasn't a, a formulated question in, in my topic today, but um, the, for me it was important to share that intrinsic versus extrinsic motiva uh, motivation. And this talk just got me thinking about it. It's so worth the 20 minutes to go into it. And Tony yeah. Tony is a world-class presenter. And I don't give a shit if you have preconceptions about him being a motivational speaker or whatever. Just just challenge it. yourself to listen to it. Just listen right? to it. The amount of people I've put onto that, that, it, that it's been the stepping stone of a re-question of their life's been phenomenal. And yeah. I'm glad you got there. I don't, I don't believe I told you about that, so you obviously don't yeah. yourself. I've, I've seen that yeah. quite a few times, that one, but I just went back to it today because it, it's literally titled, Why Do We Do What We Do? All right, yeah. guys. I think uh, on that note, we've, uh, we're probably going to keep it to the two questions today. I think so. Um, thanks, Michael. Thank you. Justin. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Shout out for me. Just a uh, shout out to Sharon Giddings and Melinda Bell, who have interacted with my story today on Instagram. Um, and Sharon in particular said, all completely different to what I thought they looked like. <laughs> all right. So, guys, I don't know what you thought you looked like. I don't know whether she thinks you look uglier or prettier. Or oh, really? Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. Oh, you're talking about the podcast, uh, yes. your Instagram story. Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. So some, some, so I, I, reckon, I reckon people would think Justin's some sort of like hippie surfer guru dude, yeah. like from no his way, voice. No way, yeah. so, so yeah, just uh, I thought I'd acknowledge some, some live feedback uh, that was getting Live through. feedback. Awesome. Right. I love it, mate. Well, I posed a question um, at one point. I think at some point we should open just up a couple more questions. Um, if we got As people go listening, live on Instagram. either or, yeah. um, okay. we'd love some questions from other people who are listening um, that we could try and answer. As uh, we'll just well. provide, provide a bit of breakdown, right? I mean, what That's is right. the fucking truth? Yeah. How can we try to simplify and more, your and more, why? Yeah, exactly. And keep <laughs> and keep feedback coming. You know, like we can. Have you read Simon Sinek's Start with Why? You, you I haven't had, read you, it. You I've seen it. I've it. seen it. That's really good. Yeah, I'll, I rest assured, I will be going through <laughs> a lot of that over the next little while. All right. But yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks, are we guys. still recording? Or no, we, we are recording, and yeah. we're out. We're, we're out. Downskis. Bye bye. 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 Bye.